Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a very special first episode of our unfortunately and yet accurately named podcast, Two Crazy Guys. I'm Dan Dan. I'm Slipknot Boom. And uh, at this point, you may or may not know our voices pretty well, um, mainly because you've listened to my podcasts or our YouTube channels or because uh, 90% of our viewers are people that know us in real life. That would be accurate. Today's a very special episode. Um, this is going to be a podcast not uh, not like this first episode moving forward, but you got to do what you got to do sometimes. Um, Jacob, why don't you go ahead and start us off? Well, you know. All right. Know. So we we have made it through another year. As the day of recording this, it is January 19th. We are a little bit into 2024. Uh, really going to be my year this year. But as we reminisce about the past, looking at 2023, there was a lot of things that did happen. Uh, there was probably podcasts that will do a, a world in review for 2023 to I don't know where I'm going with this. Basically, we're going to be talking about all the movies that came out in 2023. We've as, watched a lot of movies. Yes. We as, watch a lot of movies, you and I. Yes. I watched 150. I, I had logged 152 movies on Letterboxd. I think I, I had an even 150 for the year. Nice. An even 150. I, yep. That's the thing about me. I think I was just shy of like 250 hours of watching movies. I think it was 246. But yeah. We this is a, a little bit of our expertise. We we've ranked uh, every single 2023 movie that we've seen this year, and for me personally, you just want to want to jump into how many we saw. Um, sure. Okay. Sure. Actually, can we do can we do can we do a little idea that I have? Yeah, definitely. Go pull up your letterbox. I have mine on my iPad here. All right. All right. Pull phone, up your letterbox. Phone gaming. iPad gaming. Um, I think we're pretty familiar with the movies that you and I each individually, respectively, watched in 2023. Yes. Let's go ahead, Jacob, if, if you don't mind. Let's let's have a little flashback. Let's find ourselves back in our 2022 list. Whoa. See how we feel about the years as a whole. The years as a whole. Okay. Yeah. In general, years, movies that we watched versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. I watched 33 movies last year. 33? Uh, 2022 movies. That's a little, quite pathetic. That's, that's, that's bothersome. I, I watched 47. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, so not bad. Not bad. Could be worse. Not bad. I just, I just generally watch a lot of movies. Now, a quick recap of my 2022. Mm-hmm. Bottom five, starting from number uh, 47 up. Actually, no, let's start five down. 43 down. Don't worry, darling. Amsterdam. Jurassic World Dominion. Morbius. Okay. The Gray Man. That's a, good, that's a good, that's a good list. It's a good set. It's a good set. You know, even when you sprung up this question, it was like, name your bottom five. I already knew what my, my number five was because I, I had no malice towards it. But it's just something that I remember being like, well, this is the fifth worst movie. I, it was Bullet Train. So it goes Bullet Train, A Christmas Story Christmas, Morbius, The Gray Man, and Moonfall. Moonfall. How could I forget Moonfall? <laughs> what a trip. I forgot you watched Moonfall. My yes. top five from five up. Banshees of Sharon, Glass Onion, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Pinocchio, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Now, I, I do realize I need to step back. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, because there were about three movies that came out that year of Pinocchio. Yeah. Guillermo could, del Toro's was number two. I personally could have been thinking of the Pauly Shore one. Gotcha. Yeah, no, I figured I knew that, or the Tom Hanks Disney one. You know, Tom Hanks Disney I had, one, to, yeah. I had to specify. Yeah, Robert Zemeckis. <laughs> He's still on a roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's cr- a little side tangent, maybe like a minute. It's crazy that he made um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which was the most seamless blending of like live action yeah. and 2D animation. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of his career was like, I'm just going to make 3D animated movies. <laughs> okay, so my five to one. So five, uh, The Batman, 
then Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, then Top Gun Maverick, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and finally, Happy Madison's Hustle. Oh, top 10 movies named after an adjective. Yep. Um, okay, not bad. The act to hustle. For <laughs> He hustled. He hustled. Um, swords so, number one. So, let me scoot this over here so I can lean back a little bit. All right, so I think generally looking at this list of movies that I at least watched, I feel nothing. <laughs> okay. I think I feel the same way that I did this year where there's a lot of bangers. And uh, a lot of not-so-bangers. Um, the thing is that, from what I remember of my 2023 list, if I went from bottom up, I think the amount of movies, like how quickly, if I went from last to first place, how quickly I would come across the threshold of, like, everything past this point is good. Yeah. It, it obviously is still going to be, like, in the top 30 or whatever. But it's good. I still like this. I think that threshold is... Closer to the halfway point for 2022. Okay. Because um, I'm seeing Minions Rise of Gru. I'm seeing Lightyear. I'm seeing Black Adam on my list. And I'm like, okay. it was. A re- I'm seeing Thor Love and Thunder. I was like, okay, it could have been a better year. Could've, yeah. It could have been a little bit of a better year. Well, but for you, you know, Lightyear right above Top Gun Maverick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. Top Gun Maverick could have been better. <laughs> yeah. They're making a third one But, but I, I did give Top Gun Maverick right above Uncharted. <laughs> so there is that. That's all you're asking for. Yeah. And in the in the trio of adventure themed 2022 yeah. movies, nice to know that Top Gun Maverick was the meat of that yeah. sandwich. Yeah. Um, also nice to know that um, Top Gun Maverick. So for your, what was your three? Yeah. It was my number three. It's my 35. <laughs> yeah. Still a three in there. Uh, still a three in there. Um, uh, you had Bullet Train in your bottom five. It's my twenty-four. Okay. Um, your number five, The Batman, is my fifteen. Okay. And then I didn't watch the rest of your. We'll get we'll get you to the hustle train pretty soon. We'll get me on the hustle train pretty soon. I mean, we are gonna. Wait, I do plan for us to watch every Happy Madison movie at some point this year. So I'll watch Hustle. Hell yeah! That'll be a silver lining. To to a lot of. Potentially bad Happy Madison movies in got a row. Got you, got you. Yeah, potentially. <clears throat> okay, so now how do you want to get into this? I, I just want to start off by saying how many movies I watched okay. of 2023. Now, can I ask, Elephant in the Room, does your number include Spider-Man Lotus? Yes. Okay. This is with a big caveat, and I'm so sorry if you don't see it this way. It took a lot of effort. Because this movie was logged like four times, I think respectively by yeah, me and Dan, yeah. that it keep kept getting taken off. But it, now we're in a place where it's just staying there, and I'm just, I'm going to count that as a film. Mm-hmm. Letterbox has it as to where that's the number logged. So I watched fifty twenty twenty three movies this year. Oh okay. Oh yeah, a very nice even number. A clean fifty. A, a clean fifty. Okay. Now um, me not so clean, and not counting Spider Man Lotus just because. Uh, indie film although if it, I, I will say for the sake of this conversation had i had i logged spider-man lotus on here it would be the bottom one or like second to bottom okay <laughs> just for reference and we'll get to that when we get to that but i logged 63 nice i wish it could have been a little more even but say la vie i watched 63 i, I do want to say um that uh on january 30th I watched my 52nd 2023 movie, which means... You mean December 30th? What did I say? January 30th? December 30th of the year of our Lord, 2023. I logged the 52nd 2023 movie. So I averaged about a movie a week, which means in the last 
two, three weeks since the new year, I've watched 13 movies. Yep. Or, sorry. 11 no, movies. No. Yeah, 11 movies. Yeah, my math is... <laughs> <laughs> you said you wish you watched... You, you were like, in your mind, I you wish were like, I, I wish I watched 64. I wish I got one more, because 64 is pretty satisfying to me. Like, uh, like in a video game, 64 bits. Or a computer, even. There you go. Anyways. So... There's a lot of movies this year. Like I said, there's a lot. It's a grab bag. I think my threshold for <laughs> I'm looking at my bottom like 50. <laughs> okay, no. Um, how about this, Jacob? Yeah. Just rip. Just straight. Rip, just rip the bandaid. Rip would the you band-aid. say it was a good year for movies? I would say yeah. I would say I would say, too. I would say it was a great year for movies. I think not. It was a great year for movies that did come out, but as far as like the future like of filmmaking and stuff like that this is a pretty like i feel like this is a pretty good confidence booster to like what audience like studios know what audiences like want to see nowadays because yeah. there was a lot of stuff that did flop and there wasn't a ton of movies that crossed that billy mark i think it was only it was only two actually billy gotcha yeah but um i think everything was like pretty well deserved across the board and certain fatigues like can exist but it's just more of a thing of like i think people are at the point now because it was a pretty packed summer of like what do i want to spend my average 24 dollars on to watch sure and so i think that distinction because of all the good stuff and you know all the blockbusters that came out it's just like i want to spend my money on this and hopefully everyone that did that got a lot out of it mm-hmm. so i think for me it was a it was a very consistently good year i think there was a couple of movies where it's like i am going to like rewatch these yeah. It wasn't like 2022 where I was like, I, no, Hustle, since 2022, Hustle has become that movie for me of like, this is probably one of my top 20 movies now. Like, it did have that lasting impact. Sure. 20, we'll, we'll see. When we do the 2024 year interview, I'll talk about, you know what I mean? I will say my my number one for this year, nowhere near as impactful to me for my number one. Last, last year. year and oh, i would say that, that for sense. i would say that for all about my top fives okay yeah or you know like my tops i was yeah. like I, I i and i do think these are the top movies of the year in my opinion yeah but they don't they're not going to have the same everlasting effect that the top fives of last year had gotcha um with maybe a couple exceptions who knows but yeah so do should we get into our bottoms the worst should we should we start it off with the bang or end it with the bang? well i i, I always I don't know say, which one's the bang. i always say leave your dessert for last you know what i mean might be more fun to talk about the worst. Well, talk, talk about the worst last. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I agree. I agree. Can, can I? Can I? Can I do something for you? My my little game that I was telling you about before. Yes. Yeah. Of course. On the on, games. on the spot, I want you to look through your letterbox, and I want you to find the two movies that are next to each other that makes you like laugh. The oh, most. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I already have it pulled up, so let me just. <laughs> okay, I found mine. Okay. <laughs> Should I say what places they're in? I think Could, I think one of them will reveal what places they're okay, in. Okay, yeah, I, I want to try to guess. Okay, well, I, I think it'll 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 give it away for you. Do you, or do you, do you have yours? Yeah, I got mine. Okay, you want me to go first? Yeah. So, in uh, we have 2023's The Flash. Okay. Yeah, The Flash. Yep. And just above The Flash, mm-hmm. one spot above The Flash. We also have 2023's, I want to say, directorial debut. Nope. Oh, damn. You put past lives right next to The Flash. (laughs) Yeah. Damn, that sucks. Maestro. Just above The Flash. Just above The Flash. (laughs) 
Okay, out of 60. <laughs> out of 63. Okay. Where is Maestro in the Flash? I'm going to take a... I'm going to take a guess and say Maestro is 60 and the Flash is 61. But don't tell me if I'm right because then that that, that, that eliminates that, that, two of your yeah. bottom. Yes. Okay, So, but that's my guess. It's 60 and 61. So lo- lock it in. Lock, lock it, it in. 60 and 61 for the viewers at home. Jacob thinks Maestro is 60 place. The Flash 61st. Out of 63. Out of 63. Okay. Now, okay. what are your two? My two. And this happened pretty recently. I'm quite proud of it. This is what sparked the interest of this question. Yeah. Okay, I have, this is going to be a hard one. And I can say the placements of these because it's, sure. I have Suzume, okay. one of my most talked about 2023 movies. Yeah. And right above it. Right above it. So Suzume is below this next movie. Yep, yep. Meg to the Trench. Oh, wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, huh? That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. That's pretty good. Um, I remember your ratings for these. So I've. Uh, and, and and they were like right down the middle. Yeah. And you, unlike me, will review things pretty accurately and fairly. So I would say, uh, if I remember correctly, Meg was a Meg was two and a half, and I don't want to. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. I believe Meg was a two and a half, and I want to say Suzume was too. So I'm just gonna say they're right in the middle. I'm gonna say I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt because this movie is because I remember you liking Meg too when we watched it this weekend. I remember you saying multiple times with the movie, I'm actually having fun. <laughs> so, I have fun. So I'm gonna big... give it I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt and I'll say I'm gonna say twenty two and twenty three. Okay. Not not close at all. Maybe thirty and thirty three. No, no, thirty three and thirty four. I don't know. It doesn't matter. 30... I'm gonna say it's pretty in the middle though. Okay. If that if your second one, if your thirty three and thirty four was what you said the first time. Almost would have been right on the money. Dang. Meg 2, 35. Susan May 36. Dang. Yeah. Out of 40, huh? Out of 50. 50. That's what I meant. Yep. I meant that. <laughs> and I meant that, too. <laughs> and I better get it, too. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, I guess if we're going to start off with our I would like, I would like to do tops. For me, I, I kind of want to do top 10. Sure. Sure. Because I, I, I at least have something to say about these 10 movies. But before I do that, I want to notify any of omissions. So it's like these are my top ten, but this could change once I see these other movies because there's a few that me personally I I didn't see. I have a list of that too because I, I I did try to watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, this year, I tried to watch a lot, and I, I wrote a list down of all the ones that I really wanted to watch and I never got the chance to. Do you want to go through that? Because I have mine listed, and yeah. I'm not gonna lie, I'm, a lot of them will probably be shared. Yeah. Some of these you have watched though, uh, in no particular order. Obviously, you got Killers of the Flower Moon, Martin Scorsese. Everyone was talking about it. I've True. never seen a Martin Scorsese film. He, he gads, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was hoping this would be the first, but unfortunately, I, and like many others, was deterred by the three-and-a-half-hour runtime. Yep. Um, so that's just my thing. Uh, my iPad turned off. One moment, please. Anyways, and then from now on, I'm going to rapid-fire them. Of okay. an Age. Don't know if you heard of that one. I'm not. Uh, gay Love Story. Megan. Oh, M Thregan. If, if you're if you're of that if you're of that party, mm-hmm. uh, Air. I didn't watch Air. I know you did. Eighty for Brady. Damn. I did want to watch Eighty for Brady oh. pretty bad. Oh shit! The, oh, that's sad. The Barrier. I forgot about that. The bear. Okay. I don't know if you heard of that one. I have not. Knock at the cabin. Oh, okay. I really did want to watch that. I one. did too. Like, Dave Bautista looked like he did pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I've heard anything about if he did good, but I liked the trailers. Inside with Willem Dafoe. Mm. I heard it was not that great, though, but I still wanted to watch it. A Good Person. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Florence Pugh. Yeah, Chicken Little. 
Zach, champions. Zach Braff. Zach Braff. Oh, champions. Champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get to watch Operation Fortune, which I did bring up to Jacob about like two weeks ago, and he did not know what that was. Just looked like a stereotypical action movie. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Uh, John Wick Four. Didn't watch it. Damn. I know. It, I know. Last time I checked, before you locked it, your your private it, your, it ranked pretty highly. It was for pretty. You. Yeah. But also, I've never seen any of the John Wick movies, so I wasn't gonna start with number four. That's not how numbers work. Paint. You ever heard of Paint? Oh yeah, yeah. Owen Wilson's Paint. Wanted to watch Paint. Um, per, uh, where am I? Landscape with Invisible Hand. Have you heard of that one? Oh. About an alien. Pretty interesting. Looks. I don't know if it was a twenty-four. It look. It has an a twenty-four vibe though. Uh, Little Mermaid. So unfortunately, it will, will be missed. Uh, it's not on the list, but I should say it now. Wish. Wish. What are you, you going to do? Uh, didn't quite get around to that one. <laughs> um, sixty-five. The dinosaur and driver movie yep. looked fine. Priscilla. About uh, Priscilla Presley looked really good. Heard pretty good things. We have a ghost. Netflix comedy. Ever heard of that one? No. Talk to me. The A twenty four horror movie. Yep. I heard great things. The adults with Michael Sarah. Mm. Um, <laughs> I don't really. I don't really heard anything about it. I just you know, uh, uh, Michael Sarah. Funny TikTok meme. What? That's right. That's right. The funny TikTok meme. Yeah, frankly, yeah, yeah, no fucking idea was like to be number one. No, no fucking idea was like to be number one. <laughs> um, no disrespect. Oh, I actually did want to watch this one. I don't know if Jacob is going to be of the like mind with me, but I really did want to watch Gran Turismo. I yeah. I thought it looked pretty stupid at first, but the more that they showed me that trailer every single time one of the movies, I was like, you know what? The more, maybe. the more, maybe. maybe the more that I heard people being like, "Wow, this is," yeah. And then there was a dude that made District Nine. It was yeah. just like, yeah. like man, I am interested in this. But hey, what are you gonna do? Hey, what are you gonna do? Um, where was it? The Killer. I didn't get around to the Killer. Uh, the Machine. Did you hear about the Machine? The Machine. No. Oh, is that the the dude with the bear, like the the big Russian man? Yeah, the funny comedian. Yeah, the I don't funny know, comedian. Funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> quote unquote funny comedian. Yeah. with Mark Hamill. Yes. One, yeah. Uh, no one will save you. No one. I bl- yeah, I believe is an alien one on Hulu. Oh, uh, alien shout out to my Hulu gang, aka Twenty One Escalators. Um, Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. Damn, I really did want to watch that. Unfortunately, it was another. I haven't seen the third or fourth one. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot of classic movies. i got to change that. Flamin' Hot. Flamin' Hot. I wanted to watch it for no real... I mean, whatever. All of Us Strangers. I don't know if that one counts because I think it's one of those was technically released that year, but like film festivals and stuff, and it's going to be released to wider audiences this year. Mm-hmm. I don't 100% know, but it looks really good. It's Andrew Scott and Paul Mescal. Again, Ooh. gay love story. Ooh. The Color Purple. Damn, yeah. I really wanted to watch The Color Purple. Anyone but you. God, uh, I really wanted to watch Anyone But You. And this last one hurts the most out of all of them. <sighs> Unfortunately, Jacob and I did not get the chance to watch The Boy and the Heron. Yeah. Not that we didn't try. We, yeah. Unfortunately. But unfortunately, we did not get to watch The Boy and the Heron. Because genuinely, I think it would have made my top ten. It's yeah. just on the fact that it's Ghibli and Robert Pattinson put in an Oscar-worthy performance from what I saw. Yeah, mother. <laughs> Uh yeah. Are there any other movies that you wanted to include that you wanted to watch and didn't get to? Out of what you said, I really wanted to watch um, Talk to Me. Uh, yeah. Killers of the Flower Moon. Obviously, The Boy and the Heron. I really wish I had written this down, but um, are there any movies that I watched that you wanted to watch? Oh, uh, that's a great question. Um, Fantastic question, Daniel. I also really want to watch Priscilla. Uh, well, I don't know what you've watched because we're not sharing our things yet. But true, um, true, true. No, I'm pretty content with like I didn't see poor things. I I would love to have seen poor oh, things. Yeah, yeah. Poor I I for my with my relationship with uh, Yorgos, I don't know if it would have cra- cra- cracked my top ten. But sure. yeah, the Iron Claw. I think those are my those are my two my three heavy hitters: the Boy and the Heron, Iron Claw, 
and possibly poor things. Especially, especially those first two, I think it could have cracked the top ten yeah. easily. Yeah. The Iron Claw could have ranked pretty high. I had maybe four times had discussions of, of watching the Iron Claw with my dad, but they just had never all, felt, never all felt through. through. Never felt through, but that, that's, that's what you get. Well, the fell through is when it doesn't happen. Oh. So it, it always fell through. It always fell through. I thought, <laughs> okay. It doesn't matter. Got you. It's yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. Top right. 10 movies. Top 10 movies. Go ahead and start us off, Jake, because it sounds like you have more to say. My, okay. My top 10 might be a little, like, a little sporadic, a little all over the place. Especially this, I, I think that what I'm going to say kind of gives you the, uh, the, the, the roadmap as to where we're Can going. Can we have an honorable mention? Yes. I will, <laughs> thank you, because I, I wanted to have my honorable mention, too. <laughs> What what is your audible mention, Dan? Um, I I really I'm hope I'm trying to see if I want to make a last minute change. Do you want me to do my number ten? Well, do you have a, do you have an honorable mention before you do? Oh yeah, yeah, I can do my honorable mention into into number ten. Sure, go for okay. it. Okay, my honorable mention is Evil Dead Rise. Oh, it's still held up like pretty good. I've, I've seen it two more times since my first watch. Uh, and that nine, that four and a half star might be a little generous. I think sure. that, that more so comes out of my love for the franchise. But it's a pretty damn good movie. And, uh, it's a damn good flick. Not scary, but just kind of like, I would maybe eerie is a good word for sure. it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, disturbing. Would, disturbing. Definitely uh, one of the, the, the kookier things I saw in 2023 was um, her swallowing the glass. And you can see it like, uh, like that, that was queasy. Yeah. Queasy's a good word. Queasy's a great word. Yes. My number 10 is yeah. Barbie. Wow. Yeah. A little... I thought... Uh, actually, no, that sounds about right. It kind of barely scraped on by. I do have more grievances, uh, and I don't want to talk about that for like a majority of these movies, but just the really popular ones and the ones... I think I'll rapid fire a little bit more of the, the upper ones, but these bottom ones, I actually do have something to say. And I, I mean, I'm a Sonic fan, you know. Most of the games <laughs> I love are a 7 out of 10. But the fact the fact that I can, like, do – I could talk about Barbie and the next spot for probably, like, 10 minutes, but I, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, no one wants to do that. No, no, no. It, my, my main grievances is that I didn't find much of it very funny. Mm-hmm. I didn't find Wolf Ferrell's character funny at all. Um, and I think that, that – I don't think that's a hot take within the the Barbie universe. The Barbie fandom. The Barbie fandom, even. Um, <laughs> and I will say, like, I liked Ryan Gosling, but this was easily, like, one of my lesser Ryan Gosling roles. I freaking loved – I loved the actual story of Barbie and America Ferrera's character. Yeah. I thought that that was, like, the saving grace of it. Cause I, I, and I enjoyed the patriarchy. I enjoyed, like, how, you know – Hold on. You enjoyed the patriarchy? In the in the <laughs> in, as it worked as a story yeah, yeah. beat, but um, yeah, I just didn't find it too funny. Um, I thought I'm just Ken, obviously groundbreaking history. Um, is that so? I <laughs> as a song, it, it was pretty great. It it felt like a big like theater number, but yeah, I will say I think uh, I, I I honestly think that Margot Robbie's performance is underrated in the scheme of like. Ryan Gosling just got most of like the holy shit Barbie's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um but I mean yeah what is what is there to to not say about Barbie? Great great designs like a, an overall like great cast like a like a great ensemble. Uh and yeah, I mean a pretty good message that if you want to say it's half to bake, I I can't disagree with you. But this is a movie based on Barbie. Sure. You know what I mean? Like not a lot of source material there. Not not a lot of source material, but I think it makes sense that it is shallow in how it portrays its message because it's it's a 
fully. Yeah. You know, like I, I have no qualms with, with that. I think, I think, uh, probably this easily meant a lot more to a, a vast demographic of other people. Uh, but as somebody who watched Barbie, I really enjoyed it a lot. Gave it a four, four stars. It's a solid eight. There you go. So my honorable mention, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking at mine, and honestly, I'm assuming your number, your honorable mention was a number 11. Yeah. So my honorable mention in that case, and I got to say most of these between 10 to 15 honorable mentions, I would say, but for the sake of the podcast, it's a little movie that uh, came out on Netflix earlier in the year called They Cloned Tyrone, Ooh. which was pretty good, and it was in my top 10 for about most of the year, and arguably... It is a better movie than my number 10, but I liked my number 10 a lot. And you will see, to, you will get to know me as a person and that that matters more to me <laughs> because, because honestly, like I said, I thoroughly enjoyed pretty much, I would say a solid 70% of movies I watched this year. That's good. Like, like uh, just looking at the numbers here, I would probably easily watch everything from like 50 up again. And I would say that I enjoyed all of them. Um, unfortunately, 51 is good burger too. Anyways, yeah. number 11, they clone Tyrone is pretty good. If you haven't heard of it, I recommend you watch it if you have Netflix and if you don't, there's always pirating it. Okay. Number 10, like I said, arguably, maybe not as good as they clone Tyrone. Who's, who am I to say I am because it's my list. Number 10 is going to go to Wonka. Okay. So Wonka really stuck in there. <laughs> Wonka lives. I watched Wonka at the, at the, the that was my 52nd movie of the year. Um, and it, uh, do you remember what I originally placed it at? Cause I remember I put it pretty high. I think I put it at, I, I think, think I put it, it at 11. Yeah. I put it yeah, at 11 yeah. and, 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 and it crawled, it crawled its way up there just barely. Um, a lot of people have said a lot of things about Wonka's good name and I'm just here <laughs> to tell you that it's not that bad of a movie. If you're willing to accept that this is a Wonka musical starring Timothy Chalamet, you are going to have a good time. If you have these, um, notions of other Wonkas, maybe not so much. I am uh, lucky enough that I did not watch a Wonka movie since I was a child. And so I can, fr- I can, I can pretty comfortably say moving forward that Timothy Chalamet is my Wonka. Nice. I, I don't know if they do plan to continue this sort of cinematic universe of Wonka um, characters. Um, I hope they don't. Maybe a Wonka too. Maybe not though. But it was, it was fun. The music was good. I, I enjoyed the music. Um, I have been I uh, I have listened to some of them since watching the movie, uh, which I can't say about other musicals I've seen recently. <laughs> um, Damn. But yeah, I, I, I think Timothy Chalamet was a good performance, uh, or had a good performance. Sorry. Um, and a lot of the like the side characters and stuff pr- really, really, they they stood out. I mean, I don't know. I also don't have a lot of experience with with with, with musicals. I will admit that, gotcha. but it is what I want out of a musical where it's kind of like, yeah, you're having fun. Exactly. Like this guy's yeah. making chocolate that flies. Of course, he's going to sing a song, right? Holy here. shit, that's fucking awesome. You know yeah. what I mean? I need a song to 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 explain the the abnormality of what I've exactly seen. exactly. I don't want some dumbass exposition being like, well, actually, I can see yeah. this with dark chocolate planted in with yeah. um, Wonka juice. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I. It's just what I needed. I think. I think Jacob was, was what Jacob's trying to say. <laughs> Is what I'm getting out of what Jacob's saying is that it's just what I needed out of a Wonka movie. Um, and maybe, and honestly, yeah, maybe I haven't seen that many Timothy Chalamet movies. And yeah, maybe this is his best role to me. Because I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, it's just Wonka, Lady Bird, and 
Call Me By Your Name? Don't Look Up. Oh, don't Look Up. Okay. Um, out of those three, I would out probably those give three, it, it probably is up there. Yeah. I haven't watched Ladybird in a couple years, but anyways, that's my number 10. That's your number Wonka. 10. If you haven't seen Wonka, run, do not wonk. Ooh. <laughs> that's not mine. That was from a podcast. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and if you can't watch the movie, go to IHOP to get the Wonka menu before it. It's not available anymore. Get a time machine and go back to any time before January 7th. And Damn. go to the IHOP Wonka menu. That sucks. Get wonked out at IHOP. Get wonked. I'm wonked. <laughs> go, get, go get wonked out at IHOP. I'm wonking out. Okay. My number nine. Yeah, hit me. Probably much to your dismay. My number nine is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, this wow. was easily, you know, one of my most anticipated movies. And I'm not, maybe a fraction of me is a little bit disappointed with it. I'm not going to try to go. I, I try to make it a little bit faster. But that first maybe... Like hour fifteen minutes, perfect, perfect movie. Um, Gwen was my favorite character in the movie. I think that she had the best action scene with fighting the vulture. I think everything that related with Miles and his family for that for the first fight of him in the spot, everything about every conversation that he had, that little rooftop scene that he had with his mom, Rio, is all beautiful stuff. And it's kind of everything. I'm not just gonna say it's everything that I want out of a Spider-Man movie. It's everything I want out of the progression of Miles as a character. And I think that having the um, the Mumbatton uh, set piece after that is like a really good like breather into that. And once once we get to the Spire, Spy, Spider Society, um, I think it goes from like a nine point five to maybe like a like a seven. Like nothing about it. Like it's still good, but I would just classify it as good. I have a lot of things in movies where it does one thing for so long and then it, it switches to another thing and I like that second thing significantly less and this is a case of that. Yeah. I just don't think that the spider society is as engaging like at all um, in, in comparison. It, it's the only time where I actually think that the animation does become too like, whoa, whoa. Like I, I became overwhelmed and it's why I, I've skipped it on my previous two rewatches of it. And I don't want to – it's beautiful – it's everything. I, I just think that I have more to say about it as far as, like, disagreements that I'm not hearing a ton of people talk about, which is, like, why – that's my contribution to this. I, I So when I first watched it, I gave it four. When I saw it again, I gave it a four and a half. If there was a perfect in-between, it's, like, an <laughs> 8.5. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's pretty great. Uh, I, I love the cliffhanger. Honestly, I think I'm one of the only people that was like, damn, I'm fucking hyped. Like, that cliffhanger yeah. was, was fucking awesome. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have too much to say. It, it's, if it sounds like I'm bitching a lot, it's just because it, I had so much high expectations. Like, maybe maybe top two movies I saw this year for the first, I'll just say, 90 minutes. But, yeah, number nine, I don't think it's anything still to sneeze at, and I, I still really did enjoy it. My number nine. It's a little movie called American Fiction. Ooh. American Fiction was very good. I watched it last week, so it's still relatively fresh in my brain. <clears throat> but it's um, really good. Uh, I don't know. I, from what people I've – I can't talk. From the last week that I've uh, been alive, I've explained <laughs> this movie to people, and they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I've explained it. So if you don't know about it, uh, that sucks. Um, but if you're watching a movie about movies this, if you're watching a podcast about movies this year, you probably do know about it. So I'm not going to tell you. But I will say the only reason that it's anything lower because I really did enjoy it, much like they clone Tyrone. It is kind of a, it is pretty funny at times. It's a sort of comedic satire about social situations, specifically around the topic of race, uh, of black people. Um, I would say they clone Tyrone is a lot funnier, but uh, American fiction it tells a lot, of, a much more beautiful story in my opinion. The only problem that I had with it 
is that there's a lot of side plot that I don't really need with the main character's family. Ooh. And I get why it's important to him as a character. And I don't think we should have scrubbed it entirely. But I think it could have used a little bit more jurisdiction. Uh, a little more, uh, there's a word I'm looking for. Oh, man. I, jurisdiction's a pretty good word. Uh, let's assume that's the right word. Uh, it could use a little more um, judgment on what they're taking in and out and picking. Uh, I think it could have been a little shorter because of it. Also, something that I noticed with uh, satire movies is that sometimes, especially in a movie like this, where they're kind of satirizing a trope in media, a lot of the times a uh, piece of media that satirizes other pieces of media ends up following in the same steps that a piece of media it's satirizing yeah. does. And I, now I'm not going to say that American fiction does that because it kind of does and yet makes fun of that. So in my opinion, it's kind of threading the line. And I would have liked them to step away from the line completely. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just have, a, like a, a, no, I'm not going to say original, but like a, a really unique uh, ending that, that still proves the point of the movie without having to sort of, it almost like, it's almost like it's, man, I wish I had a good vocabulary. It's almost like it's like, okay, fine. They're like, okay, fine. We'll do this for the audience. Oh, okay. And I don't want them to do that. But other than that, Jeffrey Wright doesn't has an is an amazing performer. Um, I think this is the first movie that I've ever seen him lead. I've seen him yeah. in stuff, but I think I don't think I've ever seen him be the lead. And he did a great fucking job. Put him in more stuff. There you go. Uh, it's funny you say that. Uh, something to like please the audience. Yeah. Because I I have that opinion way higher up on the list, but I don't think it's. It kind of depends. We'll get there when we get there. We get there when we get there. Mr. We have we have time. Mister Incredible, we'll get there when we get there. My number eight, I don't have too much to say about my number eight. It's pretty great. My number eight is something that I saw very recently, like within the past like four days. My number eight is uh, Past Lives. Yeah, baby. Past Lives, pretty freaking great. Pretty um, freaking hype. I freaking loved it. Uh, I My only thing is that I think there were some some lulls. There were some times where I was checking my phone. Uh, and that might just be a first director syndrome. But... I'm not even going to say that because... That also might just be you have bad attention span. I'm not even going to say that. Like, <laughs> Well, I mean, I could say that, but... You know, yeah. Sorry. I don't know where the addiction of jokes and reality sets in. Uh, I watched reality this year. It was pretty good. I think it cracked the top 20. Um, never heard of it. Okay. When I saw you review that, I was like, huh. huh. I've never heard of that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Okay. Uh, past Lives, pretty great. Uh, two amazing performances. I will say, I think Past Lives had maybe one of my top three, like scenes not even a scene just like a couple seconds of a film and it was that first skype call that they get like yeah. that that was such yeah. a serotonin of happiness uh-huh. i was like wow that's fucking awesome i truly don't have that much to say the final argument or not no no no, no. the final conversation at the bar and everything past that past is just oh past, past. <laughs> i get it yeah past yeah it it was it was beautiful um that was perfect. Um, yeah, I really don't like have that much to say. It's just a, a great story right up my alley. And uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it doesn't play like how you think it would go, but all the more points for, for that. It was just a beautiful, it was, it was a tale. Like It was a beautiful tale. That's all I really have to say about it. Uh, I gave it a four. Solid four. My number eight. That was your number eight, right? My number yep. eight. Is the holdovers? Oh, I really like the holdovers. Um, not more than eighth place, I guess, but I still really liked it. Um, it's a solid. A lot of people have been saying that it's going to be like a new Christmas staple. I would probably agree. 
It's um, it's it's very uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very Dead Poet Society. It's very um, that's the first one that came to mind. It's like a Christmas Dead Poet Society, but with less um, suicide. And uh, it's a very good movie, though. It's heartwarming. Paul Giamatti does great. Again, oh yeah, I think this is the first time I've seen a Paul Giamatti Giamatti led movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, the only other two movies off the top of my head are going to be Tasm Two and uh, San, San Andreas. Andreas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So only um, bangers. He might have been in more than I just didn't realize it, like when I watched as a kid. Like that movie, Big Fat Liar. Watch it as a kid. I don't remember it. But uh, he was blue in that movie. Never heard of it. He's, it's the one where he's blue. Have you seen the one where he get, the kid paints him blue? I think it's Malcolm in the Middle. I think it's Frankie Muniz. Is he wearing goggles? Maybe. Over his blue? He might. <laughs> so you remember the goggles, but not the blue? I don't remember the movie. I remember the blue, but I'm just saying, okay. like, I'm trying to well, see. Well, I don't remember the goggles. I remember okay. the blue. Anyways, <laughs> you look you looked like a Paul Giamatti esque man in the blue. I look like Paul Giamatti blue. Okay. Anyways, but uh, while I type and see if I can multitask, um, Paul Giamatti does a great performance. Uh, Dominic Sessa, I believe this is his first movie. This is his first time acting, yeah. and he did a fantastic job. He really did. Um, but it's really heartwarming, and I and I there's a lot of really nice moments. And at the, at the end of the day, I gave it a four stars. Uh, the only thing is that I wanted a little more substance, but. It did make me feel really good things. Just like like a general, like a heartwarming, like that's really nice. Nice. Like all the scenes with him and the boy and uh, um, I forgot her character's name, but Divine Joy Randolph. She did great too. Um, yeah. Absolutely amazing. A great cast. Um, and yeah, it's, 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 it's a nice feel-good movie that uh, I think Christmas movies haven't had in a while. I just love Paul Giamatti's Sands Blue. <laughs> Uh, you mind if I talk about that just for a bit? Because that, that was a movie that just kind of scraped by. It was my number thirteen. Okay. Um, if if I might as well say it, uh, number twelve was was Oppenheimer to get all the <laughs> all Oppenheimer. Wait, where was my Oppenheimer? I don't know. Probably like forty six. Um, it was definitely mid twenties. Yeah. Ooh, low twenties. Twenty nine. Oh, look at that. Hey, <laughs> look at that Oppenheimer. Twenty nine. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I just wanted to say like um. I agree with a lot of what you were saying. I think the substance thing is, like, a big part of it. I thought it was very funny. Um, but, yeah, I, I think the whole cast was great. I know um, – uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, Dan. What, what, uh, what was her name? Um, Divine Joy Randolph? Yes. Divine. Paul Giamatti's never worn glasses. Wow. Go- goggles, I mean. I could have sworn he was wearing goggles. Anyways, <laughs> I think she had just straight up one of the best performances of the year. Like, that character – that party scene, that's that's what the I'm party gonna, scene is great. That's what I'm gonna remember about the holdovers. It's it's fucking yeah, it's good. Yeah. But yeah, nice. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh number seven. Number seven. Something that I, I think uh I think fizzled out maybe in the in the collective mind of the people. But uh I'm here to say let me just make sure that this is correct. I'm here to say that this was the best com- my my comic book movie, my CBM oh. of twenty twenty three. I gotta give it to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume oh, Three. I completely forgot that movie existed, and for a split second, my brain ran through every comic book movie that wasn't Spider Man, and all that my brain could produce was Blue, Blue Beetle. Beetle and Aquaman. And I was like, "There's no, <laughs> there's no way." Shut the podcast off. I don't even listen to this bloke there's anymore. No way. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was my top five for a while. It okay, is, it is now fifteen. But wow. Okay. Uh, uh, if I get my one complaint out of the way. There, uh, there's a bit of monotony that I felt, and I get this. It's probably a thing in a lot of movies, but I felt it like really bad in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, where it's like we do one thing for so long 
and then that didn't work out, so we have to go do another thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That and I felt it. Like I, I really felt it. Um, I was just kind of like, damn, that fucking sucks. Come on. But I mean, this is kind of everything you want. This is like, this is kind of to show that the MCU, uh, there's still like that flicker in there. But I don't know how much you can contribute that because yeah. now James Gunn is directing yeah. the entire competition. But it's the James Gunn about all that really saved the franchise. It I mean, really, I mean, the MCU as a whole. It really is, and this is a beautiful story. I loved. Rocket, I I really do love just watching the Guardians in general. Mm-hmm. It's my it's my favorite cornerstone of the MCU. Sure, sure. Guardians of the Galaxy two, Volume two is my favorite uh, MCU movie, and it's probably like a top five comic book movie for me. I don't know if you've heard, but apparently uh, recently Robert Downey Jr. was mm-hmm. asked what the best Gar- Marvel movie was, and he did say Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, the first yeah. one. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's my least favorite one, but it's, <laughs> yeah, no, that, is that's three. Your favorite or is it two? It's two. Is it two three one? It's two three one. Yeah, yeah. I loved uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Um, probably easily my favorite ending of the year as a final send off. Uh, that final, ju- uh, not even like like singular frame of all the Guardians that are just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. I mean, it's for me. It's everything that I I wanted to end my favorite section of the MCU. Yeah, and I do think it is just a great movie. And that I don't have too much more to say about it. Uh, I don't, if it's on your top ten, if you have like any 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 thoughts, so <clears throat> I just I, I I can't not say it every time. I just love movies, and I loved Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That's why it was in my top ten for so long of the, since since I watched the movie. The only thing that made me reorganize the list and it, it dropped down a couple spaces was because at the end of the day. Like, it, it's, I just don't really like, not that I don't care, because I did. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, when I was in that theater watching that movie, I was crying a lot. I definitely cared. <laughs> your, your white ass sat down. My white ass sat down and listened, and listened and cried and sobbed. But it's just that, like, I think the movies, that, every, every movie that is before it, uh, which just to run down until my top, my top 10. So 15 is Guardians. I have Dream Scenario at 14, Ooh. Rye Lane at 13, Ferrari at 12, and then they climbed 111. Okay. Probably, by the way, it was pretty good. Anyways, um, they just I just think they had more – not no more – I don't really know the words. I just think like even though it is a really good movie and I, and, I, and I stand by that and it is easily one of the best Marvel movies, it is still a Marvel movie to me. Mm. Uh, and so I was like, well, there you go. And so like there are some things about the ending. Like I do think it was a pretty – it was a really nice ending to these characters – but I think part of it was, I'm not going to lie, was soured a little bit with the whole Star-Lord will return. I was like, well. Oh, yeah. Like, well, well, then what's the point? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's fair. That's but, but that's fair. what I'm saying. Like, it is a Marvel movie. Like, of course they're going to. Right, right. Uh, but at the same time, like, Howard the Duck was in it. So, I mean, obviously it's going to be top 15. Exactly. Like, he was in it for, honestly, maybe the most screen time out of all the movies combined. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, but his, yeah. and his what if appearances? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't have anything bad about it. I just think it's really good. It's just that it just so happens that everything before it, I think, just deserves to be before it. And right below it is Tetris. So oh, okay. Well, there you go. So there you go. <laughs> um, can I do my seven now? Yep. Number seven for Damn Dan's twenty twenty three ranked is going to be. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Oh, that was. I'm sorry. That was the other movie that I wanted to. I omitted mm. that. Probably would have broke the top it, ten. It, it was really good. Um, 
What, her name is what's her name? What's the what's the main what's the main actress's name? Because she does great. A- Ant Man girl. Who's the yeah? Who's the who's the OG? Abby Ryder Fortson. So Abby did great. Uh, Rachel McAdams. I mean, always does great. Um, Benny Safdie was in it. Oh. Anyways, so nice. it's it's a great it's a great movie, and it's one of those things where it's like it's not something that I can necessarily relate to. It is about girlhood. It's about growing up as a girl, uh, especially in I don't know about I forgot where they moved. I don't think it's south, like a rural. They, no, they, they, I think it's Jersey. They moved like to a rural town from the city. I don't know if what we, where we live is considered rural, but it, it's it's Arizona. It's a desert. Um, so, but there's a lot of like uh, a lot of themes about like the girlhood and the, the, the changes she goes through. I'm just a sucker for a good coming of age movie. I can't off the top of my head think of a coming of age movie where the main character is that young, aside from maybe Darwin Kid. <laughs> um, but like it just it's just really good. And Rachel McAdams again does a great performance. Abby does really well. Um, I don't really pay attention to child actors very much, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's probably going places. I mean, she was in Ant-Man, so she's probably getting... I don't know how the residuals work. Maybe she doesn't get any residuals. Like, oh. uh, but, you know... Yeah, I just think it's really good. Also, it also has themes that uh, of, like... Uh, I think I put in my review, I called it, like, religious existentialism, religious, like, deconstruction, that which is very nice. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty good. Which, you know, that's the whole, are you there, God, in the title. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's great, and it's a good... It's a nice, heartwarming movie, but it also is, like, it's pretty moving with the... Um, the growing that um, Margaret does with her mother and her family and her surroundings and stuff. I just I don't have much to say other than the fact that it's just does it just does it does what it sets out to do very well. That's awesome. Uh, uh, I I haven't seen the movie. I'm really sad I haven't. I just wanted to say, and I I'm so sorry I don't remember your name, um, <laughs> director of Are You There, Goddess Me, Margaret, and also. One of my top five favorite movies. Directed by Kelly Freeman Craig. Kelly Freeman Craig. I am your number one supporter. I freaking <laughs> love The Edge of 17. 2016 was a packed year for movies, and you shined through. Yeah, but 50% of the filmography you've seen. There you go. Number one fan. Oh, I, I thought that meant like that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I, one out of two. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty good. Those are good odds. So I, I'm so down for another coming of age movie. I, I don't want to take up the time, but I... Really sad I didn't get to watch that this year. Uh, my number six, again, don't have too much to say, but my number six is uh, Bottoms. Mine too. Really? Let's go. Probably the only time our movies will ever be synced up. Let's go. I don't have anything to say either. It's just funny. It's very funny. <laughs> I yeah, it's just it's freaking funny. It's funny, and then it was. I think it came like pretty early in the year. I want to say summer. Yeah, and I think. It was one of the movies this year. I think there was a lot of movies this year where, kind of like you said earlier, where like it's like, oh, people they they know what people want now, or they're starting to get an idea, and it's like Bottoms is just fun. It's pretty goofy. It's um and it's and it's gay. It's what I think you yeah. want out of a movie. It, and it's I, fun. And I will say this: it's maybe one of the most rewatchable movies of the year. Oh, easily, easily. Like once that shit hits a streaming service, like I'm I'm down three times a day for me. Three times a day, yeah. I, I yeah, I love that. That freaking that dynamic duo, I I just keep yeah keep Ayo, an eye out. Ao and uh, Rachel. Yes, yeah, great, yeah, great. I, I mean, yeah, I got I got nothing. It's it's everything you'd want. Like my good buddy Dan said, like, <laughs> like yeah, hi, yeah, yes. hey, that's Dan. <laughs> Bottoms, freaking funny, easily one of the funniest movies I've seen. I saw, I mean, it was pretty righteous. Nice. That, that's that's all I got. Classic. Classic. All right. Do you want to do your number five or my number five? Since we just both did our sixes. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, you want to? This is a good turning point where now you can start. Oh. So, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my number five, we've already touched on it. 
past lives. Oh. Um, I don't have anything else to add on to what Jacob said. It's a beautiful love story, and it's a very – it's a sad love story, not in the same way that a lot of times you hear that usually means. For example, if someone told me that, hey, watch this movie. It's a sad love story. I'd be like, someone dies. Yeah. <laughs> someone dies or they don't end up together. Something happens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they go through a lot of shit in the middle and still end up together. And and um, and Jacob did say that it doesn't go the way you want it to. I would go as far as to say is the reason it works so well is because it doesn't like it doesn't go the way you expect it to, but it also doesn't go the way you want it to. Yeah. But I, for me personally, at some like I, don't, I mean I guess spoilers, but they don't like end up together at the end of the movie. And I think I think the whole time you like know that as an audience member, you're like they're not going to end up together. The whole movie is about past lives and past loves, which is, by the way, is an, a beautiful theme throughout the movie. Um, and it's like, and it's like, but there's a small hope that it's like that scene with them getting him getting like the Uber or whatever, the taxi, whatever. And it's like, but maybe, and then it doesn't. Yeah. And it's it's not it's not just about subverting expectations, but it's like, but it's hurting your feelings in such a specific way that serves the movie so well because mm-hmm. the movie is about. Things just not working out the way yeah. you want them to, and like that shit's gonna happen. Like I, I, I was going through. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I, it's just I was going through the letterboxed reviews for Past Lives. I probably spent like a good like thirty minutes on there, and it's just <laughs> I saw a lot of people like sharing their 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 stories of like past lives, and I was like, wow, man, like this resonated like resonated with a lot a lot of people, and it's just like, man, like that's. It's that's beautiful. It, it it was beautiful, yeah. What's your number five? All right, <laughs> all right. Now let's get into talking. it. Let's get into it's, it. Uh, now to go to that to my number five, it's it's the underdog. It's stuck through, and I think it went on a rewatch. My number five. Uh, is oh, this, uh, there's no or, way. No. Yeah, my number five. Is dumb money. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I know, I know. My number 34 for everyone. There uh, you go, there you go. Um, I, I, I just had a blast with dumb money. It was great to see. Um, <laughs> this is my first experience with Paul, Paul, Paul Dano in Elite. a lead. Um, and it was, it was great. I, I personally was really engrossed with just the, the tale of GameStop. And that probably has to do with just us being at the ages that we are. Um, yep. But yeah, uh, the, the only thing I can say about it is that it is like it 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 has some some Reddit humor. Like it has throughout. a lot of Reddit humor. It has a lot actually. of Reddit humor. But yeah, but um, yeah, I don't I don't really have too much to say about America Ferrera's best movie of the year. So yeah, I <laughs> I I I really like I it's you know what you could you could say it sucks, but this is this is just how I. I I I'm love, not saying the movie's horrible. I'm saying what you just yeah, said. What is I just, what I just said, I know is horrible, but dumb money just kind of like right up there for me. I freaking loved it. Um yeah, I I was easily really engrossed. I loved all of the cast. It was really nice to see uh Shailene Woodley again. Um hasn't missed a day. Hasn't hasn't missed a beat, I would say. Um it's like yeah. she never left. Yeah, it's like she never left cuz she probably has done like other stuff throughout this, but this is the only thing I see her in a few years. But anyways, <laughs> I don't know. Dumb money. Um just a solid time. Just a, a yeah. solid watch. Yeah. 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 I'd say. <laughs> um also it's funny you said that because she was in Ferrari, so I was like, "Hey. Hey." Uh anyways, um my number 4. We're at number 4, right? Yep. Anyways, but dumb money's not that good. My number 4. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> here, here, here first. Number 4. 
The Iron Claw oh. is my number four. Um, don't have much to say. I don't know what to tell you. I just love the movies. Uh, it was really sad, really very heartbreaking, and uh, I cried a lot. It hit me very personally with the themes of the movie, um, which is, you know, what are you going to do? But um, it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful story. I think Zac Efron did really good. And no offense to Zac Efron, I didn't know he had it in him. <laughs> but but uh, he really did, like, great. And it's one of those – it's it's a very weird mix of, like, you kind of expected what's going to happen to happen. Plus, it's a real story. So if you knew the story, then duh. I didn't. Uh, but you kind of expected what was going to happen, but not like that. So it's still, like, okay, this makes sense. Because, you know, sometimes a movie is, like, trying to subvert expectations and it just ends up being shitty. Yeah. It's not like that. It just, it's just, like, it just tells a damn good story. Uh, I don't know how accurate it is. You you always run that risk with biopics and real life stories and stuff. But it's my iron itches. But it's really just it's just really good. It's it's a solid movie about family, about Zac Efron. Lily James is great as always. Um Jeremy Allen White is fantastic. Um I yeah, I don't have anything I don't I don't I don't really uh, I mean I'm not a wrestling head. I'm sure if I was, a little bit extra points. But it's a solid movie. Uh and it's it's a pretty, it's a pretty unique story, which is weird to say because it is a, a true story. But I don't know. It's just, it's just good. Hell yeah! You know, sometimes it's like this story didn't need to be a movie. I'm surprised, uh, as far as I'm aware, this is the first movie of this story. As far as I'm aware, that is, and I'm surprised it took this long to for it mm. to be the case. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a heartwarming movie in the worst way possible. Or the best way. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Bring a couple of tissues. There you go. Hit, hit him with the iron claw, Dan. Oh, there you I go. can't reach your head, but yeah. Uh, In theory. I appreciate it. I don't know anything about this movie, but I actually heard that they made the story less sad than how it happened in real that's life. That's actually insanely so it, heartbreaking. So it could be more believable. I don't know what the story is, but yeah, that's what I heard. That's, yeah, that's, that's, if that is true, that's fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my, my number four is something that you've said in passing by. Oh. Um, my number four is... Wonka. <laughs> Wonka. My number four is Raya Lane. <laughs> oh. No, Raya Lane was pretty good. It, yeah. It's pretty damn good, though. I'll tell you what. Um, tell me about it. Fish Islands. Out the Wazoo. Out the Wazoo. Out the Wazoo. Freaking... More than you've ever seen it before. More, Fishier yeah. than you've ever seen it before. Uh, I just really... I really enjoyed it. It was... Uh, it, it was just, a, a, again, a movie that's like right up my alley. Um, the the only uh at times it did feel like this could have been like like a short film, just sure, at times. Sure. Even with that, I think it's like an eighty-two minute runtime. Yeah. That's the only time. That's the only like thing I have to say about it. But honestly, uh, it was a movie. Uh, maybe maybe a little catered towards me. Like I freaking loved it. Just uh, at least with the the grand gestures theme, it was just kind of like yeah. Uh, yeah. That it was just. It was really funny. I really did enjoy like all the vignettes of this little adventure that they go through. Yeah, um, that's what I really enjoyed about it. It was not not a one shot in the traditional sense, but it's one very fluid story. Yeah, of like this is one day. Yeah, and, and it works. It works. It works. It works to its advantage amazingly. I really bought the chemistry of like this couple. It it was just it was really great. It, it made me the the it had one particular joke that made me laugh the hardest. Where he was like, I put. I put candy cake. I put I put Valentine's chocolates under her bed on my side, and she woke up, and I thought she thought I shit myself. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, you would like that joke. I freaking busted up laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah, of course I would. Hey, That's what I'm saying. Mo- movie tailor made movie for me. Movie tailored for Jake it, just, just because of how she made me think I shit myself. <laughs> it was very funny. Um, also, I will say one thing. I don't think peak means the same the same to the English as it does to us. Um, because when they're talking about what, what his buddy Eric did, uh-huh. um, he said that that was peak. Of that situation happening, oh. and I was like, I don't think that's not very peak. I don't know. I, about, I don't know if I'd classify that, that, that as peak, that. but yeah, I <laughs> honestly like I. It was great. I it was probably it was. I'm trying to think of my top three. I could look at it, but a great romance was probably it was you know usually the most I've been invested in a romance. Um, quick runtime is just yeah. It's I don't know if there's fluff you could cut out of it, but at times it just seemed like yeah, it doesn't feel like it. Doesn't yeah, feel like it was it. just. Yeah, go check it out. It's on Hulu. And it is, it is, it is really good. And it is a nice short movie. And it probably, it probably could have been a short film. And it honestly kind of felt like it at some points. But uh, I don't, I don't think that it's in a in any way a bad, a bad thing. No, no, no. Now, before we get into our top threes, Ooh. let me let me distract you a little bit. Okay. Let me ask you a question. When we go to Chili's after this, yeah, uh-huh. and they ask us if they if they ask us why we're in suits, do we say that we just recorded a podcast? I'd say yeah. Okay. Man, what do we think the reaction is going to be to that? Oh. oh, what can I get you, Jake? <laughs> Do I know this podcast? You're about to. <laughs> You're about to. <laughs> We're about to pop off. Hey, pretty soon. Hey, Anyways, lock in. My number three. We've already gone into it. It's going to be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Okay. Um, now, I agree with everything that Jake... Actually, I don't, actually. That's actually completely a lie. I don't agree with everything that Jacob said, uh, but I understand where he's coming from. Uh, I don't have this whole thing of the second half. I enjoy the whole movie. My only thing is that on the first watch, I believe I gave it four and a half. Classic Dan. Um, because the uh, cliffhanger was interesting, to say the least. And I think it's because I was very invested in the movie where I was like, okay, I'm going to the next scene. I'm following, blah, blah, blah. And I remember, I remember, I don't know exactly what scene exactly, but I remember like well being well, being well into the spider people society part and being like, I haven't seen the spot in a while. <laughs> it's been a minute since we've seen the spot. Uh, and then the movie just ended. And I was like, wow. Because it, it was a really cool cliffhanger. Like, objectively, I was like, that's badass, and I can't wait. And I have to wait a year. Um, but then there was a sense of me, and I don't, again, I told Jake, we were talking about this the other week. I don't remember if me and Raymond recorded our cinema, Cinemaverse episode on our first watches. I think we did. It, it seems like it, I think yeah. we did. Because my feelings on the first watch definitely changed because I watched it three times in theaters. Um, but I, part of me, part of the experience was soiled by the cliffhanger because it's like, I get it. You want to tell like a really big story, and you, you pop off Kings, Phil, Phil Lord, and Chris Miller, even though you know more people were involved, but whatever. Um, pop off everybody involved because it's a beautiful work that truly shows that people care about movies still. Um, so take your time, whatever. I get it maybe just give me a four hour long movie, <laughs> but, but, but I completely understand. And then I was like, it's just, it's just a little dissatisfying. Cause it doesn't feel like anything was resolved. Like Raymond said in the episode, as much as I hate disagreeing with, or hate agreeing with Raymond <laughs> that, you know, a story needs to resolve and it needs to have a conclusion. But I, on the second watch, I realized that there is in many ways, conclusions to certain arcs that miles goes through the film. And so that led me satisfied. And I was like, okay, now that I'm noticing some foreshadowing and now that I know what's coming and I, I see that now, like the whole conversation with Rio and the whole like, um, I don't remember what she says off the top of my head, but she's basically foreshadowing what happens in the Spider Society, yeah. you know, like being accepted and everything. 
and uh, and they're gonna want you to like be like them, but you need to be you, and you know all this stuff. And 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 it's it's it just serves as a really good installment for Miles' story because the whole first movie is about being himself and being um and and, and like in a situation like this where there are a lot of people that are like you, even though you guys are all special, the spider people, that you still can be a unique you. And I think this movie continues that theme that I, that I think is going to be the prevailing theme of the trilogy, and it continues it very well. And again, as an artist, beautiful fucking movie. Um, you're noticing all, co- all kinds of things every time you watch it. You're just engrossed in it. Um, it's, it is an out-of-body experience every time. Now, is it, does it come close to the first one, which is my favorite movie of all time? Who's to say? It doesn't. <laughs> but it's still pretty damn good. Yeah. And that's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse for you. I do. I am going to predict that Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to be peak because Spider-Ham's back. There you go. And I'm just throwing that out there into the. I yeah. Hey, there's a, and if it's if it's not peak, there's a multiverse where it is peak. And, and, and if it's not peak, there's a universe where it is peak. There's a universe where Dan and Jacob watch Spider-Verse uh, Beyond the Spider-Verse, and it is the best movie they've ever seen in their lives. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, a movie where this is the best movie we've ever seen in our lives. Yeah. There's a movie where we both put Aquaman 2 at the top of our at list. At the top of our list. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, I feel that. I feel that. And that's true. It has to be true. It has to be and true. And an infinite number of multiverses. Should string theory be true? That also has to be true. Theory can only take you so far. Hey, oh. There you go. I get it. That's there my number go. one movie. Yeah, I, uh, I was lying before. Uh, <laughs> my number three is... Uh, I'm going to have to accept it as a conclusion, even if it keeps going forward. It's a conclusion to one of my favorite things to have touched me uh, as far as just a series of movies is concerned. Yeah. My number three is John Wick Chapter 4. Okay. I view particularly this movie as more – I think – I view this as the way that you view uh, maybe even the first Spider-Verse movie. I just see it as a work of art. Yeah. More so – I know you. It's your favorite movie of all time, but for me, it's like I I see the John Wick, especially all the choreography that's in this movie. It's just a work of art. Like yeah, even beyond a, a movie, it's just something that you can watch and be like, "Wow, people made this," and so, I yeah, I can't appreciate definitely. it like any more than that. Like just all of the stunts, all of the choreography, just in absolutely insane. And absolutely there's a wild. really great. Uh, conclusion to john wick and i i say the ums and ahs just because there's a little bit of of chicanery going on at Lionsgate. um but i i have to view that as this as the conclusion of of john wick yeah i think i do think that at this point it has run its toll i don't think it can go anywhere else beyond this chapter two is still my favorite but it would go it would go two four one three but that's not any knock of against john wick chapter four It, it easily has the best scenes uh both of the year it's very for me it's very top gun maverick in that way where it's like you could see this as a very loose story and just an excuse to have all these amazing action scenes but it's like yeah. they exist in the first place so it's just like i have to view that as that but i mean you meet a lot of great characters kane um in uh in the movie there's a lot of conclusions to some something that you've been wrapped up in i'm not a huge star wars guy but for me this is about as close as I could get to saying something like that, which I think in and of itself is like a big praise for me to say. I've grown invested with these characters as I would think that somebody that grew up watching Star Wars would be invested sure. in like the original trilogy. Yeah. So I, I freaking loved John Wick Chapter 4. It's, it's, 
it's the the movie I saw the most where it's like this is a a feat in its specific category. Like it's it's beautiful. It it really is, and that's that's pretty much all I got to say. Nice. Yeah, I've never seen them. Number two. <laughs> hey, number, number two. <laughs> and the thing is, I've never seen them. And the thing is, number two. Number two. Number two. We've discussed it already. <clears throat> My number two is gonna be Barbie. Barbie was in the number one since I had watched it, uh, and even past when I watched what is number one. But after viewing inside of myself and reevaluating some things. It no longer was number one. But Barbie is still one of the best movies of the year, in my opinion. Um, so the number two spot seems um, more than worthy as far as my rankings go. Anyways, uh, so the Barbie movie is, in a word, iconic. <laughs> it, 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 it is another one, like like I said about Bottoms, and I, which I will retroactively say I feel the same way about Spider-Verse, in that I'm glad movie makers are starting to think that are starting to see that uh what people want to see in movies is not necessarily what they think it's just actually good movies and good stories and stuff and barbie is one of them where um obviously the message albeit obviously there have been movies that have done the same message the whole like thing of feminism and going against the patriarchy and all this stuff in much more um like you said uh, barbie did it kind of shallowly i don't know a lot of nuanced that. nuanced deep whatever you want to call it they've done it in more nuanced ways and deeper ways but the thing is for what barbie is like you said it is a it is a movie about a doll um despite all of it <laughs> it is a movie about a doll unlike jacob i thought the movie was very funny i do agree that i didn't think will ferrell's character was very funny but i'm not a big will ferrell guy in general and i just i think that strays would have changed that for me <laughs> that's another thing we never got to watch strays we did want to watch strays anyways yeah. i'm not a big will ferrell guy so that's that makes sense but uh, it's all very good. I think the powerhouse duo that is Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach did wonders for this fucking movie. Uh, Margot Robbie's performance is a, a great. Ryan Gosling's performance is great. Every side character's performance is pretty damn good. All the Barbies and all the Kens uh, couldn't put Humpty together again. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, they all, all the Barbies and all the Kens did really good. Um, America Ferreira and what's her daughter's name? I know it's something like Greenblatt is her last name. Let's look at the old letterboxed. Anyways, her daughter did really good too. Ariana Greenblatt. Mm. She did great. Um, yeah, the whole the whole cast, the ensemble is amazing. The music is great. I don't think I'm just Ken should have won whatever award it did over Billie Eilish, but that's just me. <laughs> let, let it have one. Um Yeah. I don't think so. But um I mean it's good. I I did like the What what, what award did it win? It wasn't the, the Globe, was it? No, it was a Critics' Choice Award. Oh, yeah, well, that one doesn't matter. Who yeah, won the globe? I, Billy did win the yeah, globe. Yeah, Billy won the globe. Oh, there you go. That's enough for me. But um, I don't know. Something that that that's a whole conversation in and of itself that I can have later. Anyways, yeah, the Barbie movie's good, and it's iconic in the sense that it's so it's so damn sure of itself. Where it's so like like the whole scene of them going from the Barbie world to the real world, amazing. Like they could have done it pretty. They could have done it pretty like whatever. Like it could have been a portal, or they could have just like blinked into existence in the real world. They could have done it in a variety of ways that but but the way they did it shows that like they wanted to tell a genuine the 2001 space odyssey thing at the beginning of the movie fucking awesome. <laughs> like it's just so sure of itself and it's just I'm glad that there are filmmakers who are still being interesting with their films and things aren't formulaic and stuff and I understand that the the story could use more nuance and I 100% agree. Um but for what it is, I do think it's pretty good. Um it's uh it's 
it's it's just good. I thought it was funny, um, um, and I uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love a good pink movie. Yeah, it, I I'm glad you said iconic because I I think that's a pretty good word to just. If I had one word to describe Barbie, I'd give it that. Yeah, there you go. My yeah. my number two, um, is I was gonna say something, but no spoilers. Uh, my number two is Godzilla minus one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I again, I, I I ain't got too much to say. I I've never seen a Godzilla movie outside of Godzilla versus Kong, but this is probably about this is probably about as pure as a Godzilla movie as you would want as far as pushing the envelope as to why Godzilla exists in the first place. I mean, yeah, I thought he was terrifying. You only showed up like five times, and that's not, that's not me saying like you only showed up five times. That's every time he showed up, the fact that. It was so sparse. It was like, holy shit, what the fuck is going to happen to everybody? And uh, to go back to, I think we're at number 10 or something like that. That's maybe the only thing I have to say. We'll just see how it plays out at the thing of like giving the audience what they want. Because it doesn't make that much sense, but they do leave like a cliffhanger for as to why it happened or how it could happen. Sure. So we'll just see how that plays out. But yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I, I have nothing left to say. It's a beautiful story about... Um, uh, survivor's guilt and also just kind of like regaining who you are as a person and Godzilla is a beautiful metaphor for how they achieved that so yeah that's all I got to say my number one is going to be Godzilla minus one uh, Godzilla minus one um, was very in 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 the in the re uh, reevaluating did topple Barbie because when I watched Godzilla vs one I instantly shot it up to number two, um, and the thing is that I have seen one more Godzilla movie than Jacob and that is Godzilla twenty was it fourteen yeah I don't remember anything about it oh oh okay so okay, Apple Apple, Apple TV just recommended to me the Smurfs two from twenty thirteen <laughs> there you go <laughs> I like that um, I wasn't too far off I said aliens in the attic yeah. You know, it's pretty similar vibes. Anyways, Godzilla Minus One is a great story. Uh, like Jacob said, Godzilla doesn't show up that often. and when, But when he does, the movie does such an excellent job of portraying Godzilla in such a way that I'm pretty comfortable in saying, even though I haven't seen that many Godzilla movies. Actually, I'm not going to compare it to other Godzilla movies. But it does it in such a way where Godzilla is so significant to the story that it he only needs those couple times to show up. Yeah. Because the movie is so well written in that Godzilla is like a is like a is like a force of nature rather than a monster. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like it's like well, it's it, it, it feels like when you watch like 2012 and they're just like, well, 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 my entire island is gone from this tsunami. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, this this lizard has killed half of Japan. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? But like Jacob said, it's a beautiful story about survivor's guilt. It's about the war. And it's a beautiful, like, it's a beautiful recentering of Godzilla as a character and as a franchise to be, not that this is going to be a franchise. I don't, I think, I think the writer said that he's not going to make a Godzilla two minus one, a Godzilla minus one, two, unless the story is there and he wants to, which is good. Awesome. Um, anyways, but like it recenters Godzilla as a character and as a concept back to its sort of origins of being a result of the war and as a result of war in general of like, like, like of at some point, like we end up like creating the monster as cheesy as that sounds, but that is kind of what it's going for with the whole, like the, uh, 
what's the radiation like being the one that infects it and, and, and causes it and all this stuff. And so, yeah, and I don't really know how to describe this in the way that I want to, but I'm going to say this. Uh, it does a really good job of movies that I, I like when movies do this where there is a story that is being told on a smaller level in the main character in his process of the guilt and dealing with this monster. Mm-hmm. And on a macro level, I can't stop burping. And on a macro level of this is what Godzilla is. It's the idea of like paying for actions. It's like we didn't deserve this as a, as a Japan did. Because obviously, for anyone who isn't aware for some reason, <laughs> uh, Japan's like... Japan created Godzilla to sort of be like, well, the whole that whole bombing stuff sucked eggs. Yeah. Was, so this is what comes from that. Not fun. And so like the whole like didn't not deserving this and all the stuff, the survivor's guilt of it all. It's it's a really beautiful story that works on so many levels, and um, the soundtrack was amazing. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and it was all done in like a fifteen million dollar budget. Oh yeah. We didn't even which, talk about that. Yeah. Which which uh, and which is which which leads me to say two things. A it can be done with yeah. a small budget. We're not spending our money, right? And also, B, maybe spend a little bit more because I have a, I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that perhaps the people working on this movie were maybe underpaid. Let's hope that's not the case. <laughs> but if it was, that would suck. But the, but, but still, like we can, it is possible. Uh, but I want to clarify, not at the expense of the workers, but it is possible. <laughs> uh, but it's just an impressive movie, and um, it's good. And uh, maybe we just give the Godzilla IP back to uh, not America because the whole thing is that it's kind of America's fault. So maybe we don't make Godzilla movies anymore. That is after Godzilla X Kong. The new kingdom. The new, no, the new empire. The, the new, new empire. Because that looks crazy. Yeah, he has he has an <laughs> infinity gauntlet. He has an infinity gauntlet. Godzilla's pink now. Yep. Um, they might be fighting an ice Godzilla. They might be. Is that true? I believe so. I thought, was, I thought they were fighting an ice Kong. Um, no, they're I, fighting a Kong, aren't they? They're fighting a Kong, yeah. But um, there's speculation that he's Godzilla. fighting the Ice Godzilla. There's speculation, <laughs> yeah. rumor has it there will be an Ice Godzilla. Yeah. Okay, but when that, but hey, hopefully that movie is a good way to celebrate seventy years of Godzilla. Is that really the case? Yeah, I guess that adds up. Yeah, 50, 50. 54. Very cool. Very um, very cool Godzilla. But uh, yeah, really good. If you have to watch a movie from this year, probably not Godzilla, but I would recommend you watch it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> give it a shot. Give it a shot. Um, I don't think I had anything else to say. Cool. Just just really good. All right. And if I were to recommend one movie for you to watch this, uh, oh, that's, uh, that's a good segue. Thank you. This this year to remember twenty twenty three, you can do it from the comfort of your own home oh. with Netflix's. My only five out of five this year, as far as twenty twenty three movies go. Netflix's May December. Damn, what a movie. I will. <laughs> I, I, I have no qualms. I, usually, sometimes it, it's like a toss up of like, what's my favorite and what's the best. And honestly, I think this does both. It, this was the best movie that I saw of the year. And it's probably the one that I'll probably go back and rewatch a little bit more. Too. I mean, I might rewatch like Bottoms or like, I haven't mentioned it, but Theater Camp. I freaking love Theater Camp. Uh, that was number 15. You know, I might, I might watch those a little bit more easily digestible movies. Not to say that there's anything wrong with that. A little bit more, but I, I genuinely loved May December. Um, it was such a, uh, I think it was the best use of like, meta ness in a movie, which is hard to say when Barbie came out, which also did it extraordinarily well. But just to have this movie, it's like we're gonna tell, uh, we're gonna tell technically a biopic because this is something that did happen in real life. But to put it through the lens of we're making a movie about 
the story that happened, even though we're watching it as a movie. It was just, it was very creative in the sense of like, I've never seen Weird Al, the Weird Al movie. Yeah. But I, I've heard that it also breaks the norm of like a, what a biopic progresses as a story. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I would just say that this has a lot of that. Um, I loved every single performance that the breakout, the breakout star, um, especially, Oh, who I don't remember his name. I just know he was on Riverdale. Charles. Yep. Um, what was really good. What a great way to just kind of show the mindset like of somebody. And this whole movie is just kind of like just showing, even if like you are grown, what an event that happens like to you in your youth can kind of just like change your entire life point because you're going through something that should never have happened to you at the age that it did. And uh, I I thought it was really great. I thought it was really complex with all these characters. It had the most like, for me, it had the most like, oh shit, what the fuck moments. And it wasn't anything like, it wasn't a, it wasn't, it was a, an escalation of just seeing like how each of these people moved around as mm-hmm. to like why they made the choices that they made and stuff like that. And even still just, just offhand comments of being like, really passive aggressive towards somebody like oh you're not gonna wear that are you and it was just kind of like oh my like wow like <laughs> i i saw a, like a city being leveled and that was that that iced me more you know like it was just i i thought it was a the standout like movie of the year just great performances all around the board it just did you, did the, you say it's the best Will Ferrell produced movie of 2023. That was a yeah, that was a jump scare. Yeah, that, yeah, that was fucking crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. It was probably between that and Strays. I, I haven't seen Strays <laughs> yet, so you know. I don't think he, I don't think he produced that one. I don't think he wanted to put his name on that. Oh, one, other than on. actually being in the movie. Damn, okay. The three that he produced were May December, Theater Camp, and Quiz Lady. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, Theater Camp was pretty good, but yeah, you know, we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. I got I gotta give it to May December. Like easily, I would probably say. This isn't this didn't impact me more than last year's number one, but I you know made better film than better made film. Uh, not to knock hustle, it's just a statement that I'm saying. But hey, this is all relative. All, these are all just words at the these, end of the day. Yeah, at the yeah. end of the day, it's just words we're saying. We are just all saying words, and yeah, that that has to do it with our uh, top ten movies of the year. That is our top ten. Um, I think we all have pretty good picks. I believe there was a good spread. There was four that we shared. Wow. No, five. Wow. Probably better than last year, maybe. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. Five, because um, Bottoms, Past Lives, Spider-Verse, Barbie, Godzilla. Yeah. There you go. So yeah. half of our half of our top tens. Yeah, and half for half, I made it a good spread of, of stuff. Yeah. Sure. I don't know what that, I don't know what you mean by that. I don't but know. I get d- it. D- I get d- it. Diversity. Okay, so now what do we do? Because how long have we been here? Uh, how much time do we have? We have about, well, we have less than 20 minutes. You want me to, to rent the room out a little bit more? Are you able to do that? I don't know if I'm able to, but... Go ahead and try. While we do, I'm going to talk about something that maybe we can talk about, and maybe it won't take up so much brain time, brain power of yours, that you have to, that you that you can't do both, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? We're going to take a little break. Well, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure what's next, but... Can I can I put it to six? I don't know. I don't know if they'll let you do that. No, I'm just saying, like, because I don't want to, I don't want to make it until uh, seven, just in case somebody know, else but will it there. let you put till six? I well, it'll let me put it till six. I'm just saying, would you rather do it until six or seven? I mean, if you can only do six, then just do six. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? We didn't cut any of that. So I'm going to go through some Golden Globes winners, and we're going to say, oh, I think we should see what our thoughts are. 
real quick. Yeah. I, uh, I was watching the Golden Globes, and uh, out of the basically the entire thing, I only got two predictions wrong. Wow. I was like, that's going to win, and it won. And I was. What were the two? It was. Uh, well, for me, I was pulling for. Um, I was pulling for I'm just Ken because it was kind of a it was it was stacked, but but Billy won. That was mm-hmm. when I texted you that, and I don't remember the second one. It was uh, I think it was like one of the the Stranger Golden Globes of like best ensemble or something like that. Not Stranger that it shouldn't exist. It's just one that I hadn't heard of yet, so that kind of blindsided me. Best ensemble does sound right. Um, anyways, I don't I don't see it on the list though, but I might have missed it. Okay, so just rapid fire, best performance. By an actress in a supporting role in a motion picture, the Globe went to Divine Joy Randolph, 100%. which I think is well deserved. The other um, <clears throat> nominees were that we would recognize: Julianne Moore in May December, Emily Blunt in Oppenheimer, and um, for me, Rosamund Pike in Saltburn, because the other two movies that neither of us saw. So, uh, so I definitely think very much um, deserved. Like I said, like we said earlier, Divine did a fucking fantastic job. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role. Now, the Golden Globe for that one went to Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, which I, I'm judging by your shaking of the head oh, and no, agreeance with. I'm not agreeing. I just, we, we can't book it for more than two hours a day. That's stupid. That is stupid. Anyways, Robert Downey Jr., I don't think, deserved the Golden Globe over his fellow nominees. Who are the fellow nominees? We have Ryan Gosling Barbie. Robert De Niro, Killers of the Flower Moon, Charles Melton, May, December, and then Willem Dafoe and Mark Ruffalo, both from Poor Things. Now, as someone who watched all of those movies except for Towards the Flower Moon, I would have rather have gone to any one of those except for maybe Ryan Gosling. But he still did good, too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Robert Downey Jr., like, I'm not saying he did a bad job. He did do a good job. But it's like, it wasn't necessarily groundbreaking or anything. It might have been more of a thing of like, wow, he gets to do... Wow, he can do that. Yeah. He's not Iron Man anymore. <laughs> not knocking the Iron Man performances. It's just, you know, when you see him, when you get a bean burrito for so long, having a, uh, I don't know, uh, sushi kind of hits different. Now, I don't believe either of us watched any limited series, so I'm going to skip those. Best performance by an actress in a supporting uh, television series. Again, I don't really care. Motion picture. Here we go. Best screenplay. I don't know about Ooh, this. Oh, best movie. screenplay. I don't know. Best screenplay for a motion picture. Went to Justin Triad and Arthur Harari for Anatomy of a Fall. Neither of us watched it. I don't know. Maybe they deserved it. <laughs> but the other nominees were Barbie, Poor Things, Past Lives, Oppenheimer, and Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, all pretty much bangers except for uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Never saw it. I don't know. But uh, yeah, sure, man. Yeah. Jeremy Allen White in The Bear. As someone who saw the first two episodes of The Bear. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, motion picture, um, best actress by okay, musical or comedy, Io Itabiri, the bear, very cool. Oh, this is a television series. We don't care about that. Best motion picture animated. Did you hear about this? I did. <laughs> yeah, and I predicted it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's the obvious choice. The Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Movie made yes. It. And Wish. And Wish, which is interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. That's it's expected, but it's still interesting. Um, Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, Elemental, Mario Bros, Wish, and Suzume. Suzume. And as someone who's seen all of these except for Wish and Suzume and Boy in the Heron, I probably would go to Boy in the Heron. Yeah, probably would. It probably would. I probably <laughs> come to think of and it. And I better get it too. And I better get it too. Best director. The Boy in the Heron be like, and I better get it and too. And I better get it too. <laughs> Best director? Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan. I mean, I I guessed it. And I was, I mean, I wasn't mad. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. 
The other ones are Celine, Celine Song for Past Lives, Bradley Cooper, Maestro, Yorgos Lanthimos, Poor Things, Greta Gerwig, Barbie, Martin Scorsese, K-O-T-F-M. K-Toff. k Uh, Ka- Best Actress in a Motion Picture, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Well-deserved. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman, uh, other nominees, Margot Robbie, Natalie Portman, uh, Fantasio Barrino, I didn't watch Color Purple again, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and Alma... Poisty, uh, I think I'm saying that. The Jennifer Lawrence one caught me off guard when I was watching it. Yeah, that was. I mean, it is musical or comedy. I can't think of that many other comedies that came out this year. Yeah. So I'm not saying undeserved. It just you know caught me off guard. Caught me off guard. Uh, yeah. Best performance by an actor, Killian Murphy. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that one. That one I'm okay with. Actually, never mind. Barry Kilgan's on here. I'm still okay with Killian Murphy, but they those two. Um, Barry Kilgan did do a great job in Saltburn. Um, Oh, I, real fast. I obviously haven't seen Poor Things, but I would probably give it to Natalie Portman just because insane. But yeah. Insane. Cinematic and box office achievement. I didn't even know that was a category. Oh, and, get, and not one of the nominees is Taylor Swift, The Heiress Tour. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Paul Giamatti won for best performance in uh, musical or comedy. That was awesome. Versus Jeffrey Wright, Matt Damon, Joaquin Phoenix, Timothy Chalamet, and Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah, I'm okay with that. I am a little surprised about the Timothy Chalamet. I forgot Bo is Afraid came out this year. Mm. I wanted to watch that one. I should put that on my list. I, yeah, I heard I heard pretty mixed things about that one. But that's what are you gonna do for Ari Aster? Yeah. Uh, best motion picture: Poor Things versus Barbie. American Fiction: Holdovers. May, Dece- May December. Air. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I, oh, I didn't mention it, but Poor Things was like my 18 for something for me. I really liked it. Like I said, everything above like twenty, I would say, is a really good film. There's just some better ones out there, but there's just better ones out there, and and some parts were I'm just I'm not I'm just not the biggest Yorgos Lanthimos head. He's just not my cup of tea. I liked the Lobster. Um, I, I, I yeah, I liked the Lobster. I liked the Lobster. I liked hey, the I'll Lobster. T- I'll tell you one thing about that Lobster. I liked it. And then best motion picture drama went to Oppenheimer. What Who was you? the uh, what was the competition on that one? Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Past Lives, The Zone of Interest, and Anatomy of a Fall. Zone of Interest and Anatomy of Fall are both movies that I didn't get to a chance to watch either. But I'm pretty sure Zone of Interest, I just saw a thing today that was like, will be uh, uh, in select theaters now or um, worldwide on January 20, whatever. Oh. I was like, that shouldn't count. If I, can't, if I can't go to the movies and watch it, that can't count. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And that's, what's, that's, what, that's the difficult thing. Like, do I include those in 2024? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah, I would say Anything yeah. that's like opening worldwide or opening to white audiences this year, I would say that's a this year movie. Well, well I put Suzume in 2023, and that, that shit came out in Japan last year. But it got an American release in April. So Gotcha. See, that, that, that makes sense to me. That adds up for me. Yeah. But well, uh, I guess uh, we will hit you with our, our, our worst, and hopefully we can delve into that a little bit more because we'll have another – Two hour time uh, increment to do yeah. that with. Sorry we couldn't get it for you today, but and sh- and surely we'll get into some more fun stuff and entertaining stuff about this year's movies um, in a part two to this special. Um, yeah, <laughs> thank you for listening to the first episode of our new podcast, Two Crazy Guys. Unfortunately, named Two Crazy Guys. Um, uh, we're gonna try to do this uh, weekly, like like our podcast often does. We did record three episodes of a little, what I'm just going to refer to as a mini-series because we didn't continue it, called uh, uh, Pitch, Pitch and Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and those are kind of banger episodes. And They're they are good. they have been ready to post for the last maybe two months. 
Uh, so I think I don't know. At some point, I'm just gonna say, fuck it, fuck it, and, and yeah, post it. Post it. Yeah. Um, and just stay tuned. Oh goodness, stay tuned to the Studio 82 YouTube channel. And um, yeah, I mean, I feel like as far as the feed goes on like Spotify and all that, we might just throw it on this feed for this show. Yeah. Um, but you will see those when we get them to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when they're ready, you'll when, see when they're them. ready, they're ready, and you'll see them, and yeah. you'll like them. I, I, my personal favorite is episode three. It's episode we did, three we is did good with good. episode three. I yeah, think. I think episode three is uh, kind of what you'd expect better out than, of us. Yeah, better more than so than this one. I do want to stress going forward. I don't think we're going to be this serious for a whole hour and a half ever again. Unless, no. Until come next year, then come we'll, next we'll do twenty twenty four movies. Um. But yeah, even I think when we talk about the shitty movies, we're probably going to be having some fun with it. I think so. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to say for us, Jake? I I, I don't. Uh, what was you, what were your best movies of of the year? What 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 really impacted you? Is it something that you'd agreed with with us? Is, is there something you're like that should have been higher? Or did you watch lower? not a lot of movies this year? Yeah. Or was the only movie you watched this year Barbie? Like most people. Yeah. Or Barbenheimer. Um, I don't know if I'd call these honorable mentions, but I just want to mention that I did watch them. Uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. I have to uphold my reputation as a Transformers fan on the internet. Yep. Which I think I did. I made a video about it when I watched it. Yeah. I, was, I complained about Wheeljack for a bit. Sorry, Pablo. Um, uh, off the top of my head. Uh, oh, Let's 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 go to animated movies. There's a lot of good animated movies this year. Trolls Band Together was very fucking good. <laughs> uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem was really fucking good. Um, yeah, Jacob didn't like it because I I don't know what's wrong with them. But Teenage, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem is pretty good, and it, and, it, and it's it's fine. I feel like it's my time. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking right now, and it's and it kind of <laughs> it kind of speaks to the thing that we were saying where they uh, people are actually starting to be unique and interesting with the stuff they make again, and. Um, and uh, let's just say it's uh, let's just say art isn't dead. And, I like that. And Mutant Mayhem uh, is 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 an example of that. Trolls three brand together. I don't know if I'd go that far as to say art isn't dead, but I had fun. Good music. Eric Andre's in it. Um, any, any movies that you want to call out? Any, any movies you want to spotlight? I would I would love to uh, call out um, Theater Camp. Theater Camp was the funniest movie that I saw this year. Um, I would like to call out. Um, I guess the movie, but also the best character to come out of 2023, which was Javier Ramos from Missing. <laughs> um, that dude, that the, dude was kind of a that G. you even remember that is fucking crazy. That dude is awesome. Uh, yeah, Javi. Javier Ramos always gets paid. I fucking loved Javi. Um, and lest we forget that my darling franchise, uh, continuation spinoff, uh, Creed 3 did come out this year. And uh, it, it was it, it was on my letterbox. one for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was up there. Might I say my funny thing that I put at the top of my letterbox, uh, how you can rate, you can put like a, a message for these uh, lists. You hate to see Creed 3 continue to drop. But yeah, I mean, it ended at number 16, a respectable number 16. And on the next episode, I think we will talk more about the movies that we saw. And I will get into my passionate feelings on asteroid city and i will get into my passionate feelings about leo good burger too good burger too i think we talk about good burger too we could no the thing is that we could spend a whole episode <laughs> yeah we could now hold on no, no. future future episode idea 
We could spend a whole episode talking about Good Burger One and Two. Yeah, or we could rewrite two and call or it. We could rewrite two. We could rewrite two and call it Good Burger Two Go. Good. Yeah, yeah, and that's the big problem. Yeah. Um, but a lot of movies came out this year. Um, a lot of movies. Uh, a lot of movies that I would like to talk about. And so join us in part two. Uh, I'll be talking about just off scrolling. I'll be talking about uh, Pope's Exorcist. I'll talk. About, I'll talk about D and D. I'll talk about the Mario movie. Uh, I'll talk about all of our comic book movies that came out this year. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll talk about how Nimona was a letdown. I'll talk about Cocaine Bear. I'll talk about um, Finance at Freddy's. Oh, Finance I'll spend a decent bit Freddy's. talking about Finance at Freddy's. I just yeah. Yeah, Meg 2. Meg 2. Ghosted. Ghosted. I'll There's talk, a lot of movies that I'm gonna we talk have about left White to Man talk can't about. Okay, yeah, yeah. That came out this year. Yeah. Oh, no, that yeah, yeah, adds up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of movies to talk about. I'll talk about, oh, I'll talk about something. And I'll talk about You People. Oh, let, and let me tell you a little thing about You People. I'll talk about Chicken Run. Talk, <laughs> we're going to talk about every movie that came out in 2020 that yeah, we we're, saw. We're just going to... Okay, imagine this episode with the top 10, but, but our entire list. Our entire, yeah. <laughs> Get hyped. The, and and the thing is, the good thing is that this time we'll be funny. I promise. Well, yeah. And this time we'll be a little bit funny. We had to I get serious. We had to lock in for this. Can one. we? Can we be serious now? Yeah, we yeah. had to lock in. Yeah, but now we'll we'll be a lot of ranting and raving. There'll be a lot. Um, yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you thanks for, for listening. Watching. Yeah. Thanks for listening and watching. Assuming you did. Um, if you did, I appreciate that. Thank you. And I hope you continue. And I hope you come back for part two. Um, and I hope you continue for the rest of the show because I think I'm pretty excited for this show. Yeah. I'm excited to not be held prisoner by the very foundation of the concept of the show that we built for ourselves, a la Critter's Corner. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited for that. Um, but with that being said, uh, good evening and good night, everybody. This was your first episode of the 2023 Year in Review Cinema. Wait, what did we call? Oh, uh, something with Hugh Grant. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was something with Hugh Grant. The Hugh Grantual. No, no. The Hugh is. 2023, a year in review. <laughs> a year. about that. A year in review. A year in review. Yeah. We're going to talk about Hugh Grant is what I'm Grant trying to say. To... Ah, shit. Hugh Grant himself said that he was in his freak era of of, of <laughs> roles. And so we're going to get into that. Um, so, yeah. See you next time. See you next time. Have a good night. Or, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.